Meta, the company that owns Facebook and uh, Instagram, basically announced that they are making changes, that they will no longer be uh, carrying news on their platform. This is in response to the Fed's Online News Act passed in June. Pierre Polyev had this to say. It's like 1984. You have a prime minister passing a law to make news articles disappear from the internet. Who would ever have imagined that in Canada, the federal government would pass laws banning people from effectively seeing the news? Who would have thought that we'd have a government that would pass a law to manipulate the algorithms of the internet so that Canadians only see what the prime minister wants them to see? Okay, I think he might be reaching a bit there, but uh, he is the official opposition, Pierre Polyev. Here to talk about it, Michael Geist, Canada Research Chair in Internet and E-Commerce Law at the University of Ottawa. Welcome to the show, Michael. Thanks for sparing some time. Oh, my pleasure. Thanks for having so, me. What I find a bit surprising about this reaction, because we knew it was coming, is that the platforms are not just blocking Canadian news, they're blocking international news posts, too. Um, does that come as a shock to you? Well, no, it doesn't come as a shock based on the way the law was framed, but I think you're right. A lot of people are surprised, and we should be clear, especially in light of the clip you just played, nobody is blocking the news. They are blocking links to the news, and certainly the legislation doesn't mandate block news at all. I don't think that's really an accurate representation of the legislation or what's happening. But you're right that on these, on certainly the interpretation that Meta has of the legislation is that they get scoped in if they facilitate access to the news for Canadians. And because of the way the government structured the law, it didn't really distinguish between Canadian sources and foreign sources. And so their approach is, if there are links to the news that could include foreign sources, we might get scoped in. And so they're taking the approach of um, blocking, linking for all that kind of content. Okay, so this in the case of this uh, Online News Act, was this cutting off your nose to spite your face when it comes to um, trying to support the industry in Canada? I think it was cutting off your entire head. Mm. Um, I, you know, this this this, this legislation is, is lose, lose, lose across the board. It's bad for the platforms because they aren't as good platforms. They're actually removing content that at least some portion of their users want to be able to share. It's bad for Canadians who will literally have a, basically a news desert mm-hmm. on those platforms. Um, you know, just announced the issue with the Prime Minister and his wife, and they're announcing that on Instagram. I mean, people do look to those platforms um, for yeah. information. Um, so, you know, so I think it's bad in that situation, but it is particularly bad, both for the government that ignored all the warning signals, didn't have a plan B, and have really jeopardized the viability of any number of news outlets, particularly some of the smaller, independent, digital first ones, and then for the media outlets themselves, who stand to lose enormously. Yeah. Uh, not just in lost links, but in lost deals and in legislation that just doesn't generate anything near what they had hoped it would. You know, I love the Dashon love uh, tweets as much as anybody else. There's the cutest things that little Dashons do that people post on social media. But my fear is, you know, in amongst those cute little videos, we would get news. We're going to see a dumbing down of the Canadian public because, and I don't mean to sound uh, alarmist or anything, but you know what? I've lost two hours to Instagram before, just mindlessly scrolling. And if you don't come across something slightly intelligent, it's just a, a soup of feel-good frivolity, and it doesn't really uh, inform you. Well, listen, I mean, obviously people use these platforms for any number of different purposes. But certainly news is part of it. 
Uh, although Facebook will tell you not a significant part of it, that it's huh. news about 3% of users' feeds, and that it's highly substitutable, that in fact, that couple of hours that you just described, people will spend whether there are news links or pictures of friends or whatever it happens to be. So, you know, if the goal from the perspective of a social media site is to keep people on the platform as long as possible, news doesn't really change the equation. In fact, if anything, news links make it what makes it worse because it sends people away from the platform to go read those stories. Right. Which is partially why it never made any sense for the government <laughs> and for the media lobby behind it to assume that these companies couldn't live without their news. Of course they could live without their news. They're actually potentially more profitable without their news than they are with it. Sure, because you're not clicking on the link and going somewhere else. You're absolutely right. I looked at it as free advertising. For us. Yeah, absolutely. And I, frankly, I think that's how it should have been looked at. Uh, we're talking about, for, based on testimony before the Senate, in some instances, as much as 30% of news sites' traffic coming from social media, led, of course, by Facebook. And that was all free referrals, which allowed you to generate ad revenue, mm-hmm. subscriptions and the like. Sure. And if all of that disappears, we've already had entities say that that's, that's an enormous hit. Take on top of that. There will be deals that already were in place that will be canceled now because you can't opt out. You can't make sure that you're outside the scope of the legislation and still have those deals in place. And you got a bill that's not going to generate much, if anything, at least nothing with respect to the meta platforms, because, you know, if they're out, they pay nothing. So this, this is just an utter disaster from a governmental perspective and really one that was entirely foreseeable. You know, the warning signs were there. It was pretty clear. And they just kind of shrugged their shoulders uh, at the risks that they were taking on, putting many of these businesses at risk by basically saying, ah, we think it's just a bluff and we're willing to roll the dice. Right. Um, the government introduced the law. They argue that uh, tech giants have gobbled up a large share of advertising dollars and that news outlets traditionally relied on these, which is true. But I, is that too simpl- simplistic of a view of why media outlets started to lose their advertising dollars? Yeah, of course it is. You know, I think that the challenges the media outlets face, uh, you know, are, are, are multifactorial. There's lots of things at place. Classified ads are often cited, for example, as one of the big players. It has nothing to do with these platforms. Craigslist kind of dates back to that. Uh, and the idea that the shift in advertising practices is a function of the availability of news on those platforms is just like, it's just blatantly not the case. You know, advertisers, including the Liberal Party, stay with Facebook. Because it's effective advertising, mm-hmm. not because there's news on those platforms. And so that attempt to link that never made any sense. The attempt to say that, that links have value and they should be paid for never made any sense when you've got legislation that applies only to those two companies and the same links when they appear on Twitter or through Microsoft's Bing or from Apple News all fell outside of the legislation. You know, either this stuff has value uh, and then you make the case that there ought to be compensation, and I think that's a mistake, but at least there's a consistency there. Or you recognize that you can't say it has value, but it only has value if it appears as a link on certain platforms and not others. Michael, I only have about under a minute left with you, but Meta's head of public policy in Canada, Rachel Curran, issued a statement yesterday. She said, in the future, we hope the Canadian government will recognize the value we already provide to the news industry and consider a policy response that upholds the principles of uh, free and open internet. Do you think we're going to see the government backtrack here or has Trudeau really dug his heels in? Yeah, it certainly feels like more of the latter. Um, mm. You know, listen, some people have said this is all just a bluff. Netflix is really, uh, not sorry, Facebook's really just trying to negotiate. 
it's a funny way to negotiate if you're saying we're not talking to the government and we don't think there's anything to talk to the government about because this is already a law and there's nothing the found the foundation of it can't be changed so i don't see a, a world in which facebook comes back uh, perhaps google there is still some discussions that are taking place there but you know even with the recent a cabinet shuffle and the appointment of a new heritage minister that felt more like a doubling down by the government and continuing the path that they're on as opposed to trying to open the door to some sort of compromise position. Interesting chat. Thanks so much, Michael. I appreciate it. Oh, you bet. My pleasure. You have a great day. Michael Geis, Canada Research Chair in Internet and E-Commerce Law at the University of Ottawa.